All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm the vet of the crew, it's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again for another week with the, the young prodigy of the group, the brains behind the operation, my homie, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, happy belated Merry Christmas. How you feeling, my guy? Oh, I'm feeling good. Finally on a break. So that was much needed. I'm just resting up for the new year. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, I got two little kids. My my parents live like three hours away. So making that drive, doing Christmas. Um, my mom was serving us some uh, strong drinks Christmas Eve and all day Christmas. So I was hungover trying to drive back here. So I'm with, you know, I'm, I'm just not recovering actually today, Tuesday that we recorded it, but I had a good time. I, you know, the holidays is good, especially with everything that's going on in the world. It was good to see family. Everybody took the uh, COVID test. So we all COVID free and got no symptoms good. after the thing. So we, uh, we good, we good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I, I went to the Christmas game on Saturday, Knicks versus Hawks. It was very fun. No okay. trade in play. I was yeah, I was disappointed that trade in play. That's but your, that's your guy. Yeah, but it was real fun. Heckling every time Delon touched the ball, I yelled trash. Um it was just really um really a fun kind of um game. Yeah that that's something I really really miss you know with the with the COVID going on. I haven't been to a game this year and this is like the latest since I've actually lived in Dallas where I haven't been to a game yet. And yeah. I don't know, man. I, this uh this Amar this Amarion is, is is putting up wilt numbers right now. Man, it's just really crazy. And uh yeah, like I'm risking it. Um I'm risking it to go to the gym here of late. So I figure I'm not gonna double down and go to a Mavs game. Plus Mark Cuban not getting none of my money until <laughs> we actually made some changes. So I, if I go, I'll probably go on the road, but I can't go to the AAC, even though it's literally 15 minutes away. But anyway, we're going to get into it. Um, guys, we're going to change the format this episode because y'all know what it is around the NBA. Um, it's the G League All-Stars against other people's G League All-Stars. I can't, you know, I can't even call these boys G League All Stars. These are just dudes in the G League. Literally G League dudes. <laughs> yeah, well, this is these ain't even All Stars. These just G League dudes and dudes who was out the league. Um, so it's kind of hard to talk about this stuff on a high level because I consider myself a really big NBA fan, and this dude's getting twenty four minutes a night that I've never heard of, and it's I'm I, I feel like I'd be lying or being dishonest trying to discuss this stuff on a high level. So we're not going to waste our time on it this week. Um, we're just going to jump straight into the Mavs because, well, even though we got the G League dudes, we watch those guys. We know how they performed on our team. We can speak to what we think they're going to be and what they're not going to be, right? So let's get into last week. Um, what we went, 500 last week. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so we're going to include uh, – the last night's win in that. So I think yes. we, yeah, we went, what, two and two. Uh, we got Pop, 
uh, we beat the Timberwolves. Um, then we got popped by uh, Utah, Utah and the Bucks. In the Bucks, we had the Christmas Day game, and then we had. I gotta be honest, man. Last night's the most fun game I've watched all year. It was, it was the most fun. I think it was the most fun. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. So we beat two bad teams, but I gotta be honest, man. Um, last night we didn't out talent them, and we beat the brakes off of them. They had the the Trailblazers have no shame. I think they should actually trade Dame. I think they should go ahead and and just blow it all the way up. It, 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 I, I think just trade it off because I don't. I don't think there's any saving that. Like I don't even think if you pair Dame with Ben Simmons, that's necessarily like where is that really going to take you? That's just my two cents. But what are your thoughts on the games, the four games that we played last week? What What did, did you like? What did you not like? What were your observations? Honestly, to be completely honest, and I'm going to be very honest um, while talking about the Mavs, just just a precursor. Some of y'all might not like it because I'm, like I said, I'm going to be very honest, but it is what it is. So what I thought of the last four games, starting with the Timberwolves game that we won, um, honestly, I thought we have been playing very well. Like even in the losses, like we played well. Like that Bucks team, they had Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Yeah, they didn't have Giannis, didn't have a whole bunch of other people, but it was Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Those are two like all-star, even if they're not like all-stars, but they're all-star caliber players. Yeah. Like, we weren't supposed to win that game. We were not going to win that game yeah. with our lineup, with the people that we had out. Um, we just weren't supposed to win. Porzingis didn't even play that game. Um, yeah, he missed that game. Yeah, so we didn't have no Porzingis, no Luca. It was literally like Brunson versus the entire state of fucking Wisconsin, <laughs> basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. And we were like in the game for like the most part. We had the lead at points. Like granted, um, Milwaukee was shooting the ball very poorly. I remember that. But still, like they were, we were defending well. Um, and I just liked what we saw. And again, Utah, they were pretty. They were at full strength. Not pretty much. They had their full roster. Um, because Utah is one of the few teams that don't actually have, um, a player in protocols. Actually, I believe it's Utah. And I think that's it if Bowl Bowl is still in protocols for Denver. I think it's just them and Utah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so they had their full team. We weren't supposed to win that game. Like, we were just not going to win that game. But I thought it was going to be like a, a massacre where we were going to get, like, blown out and destroyed. But we were in the game. You know, Porzingis came back. You know, he he, he didn't have, like, a great game, especially um towards the end. I felt like it was pretty much like Brunson kind of by himself trying to – um get things going I mean granted he had a big bucket down the stretch I remember um but you know we weren't gonna win that game so I can't um I'm not holding that against them I'm not holding any of these games against these guys in this moment but here where the fun comes in (laughs) we played Portland and oh my goodness I uh, granted I have not watched too many Trailblazers games I think they're probably the team I've watched the least um this whole season which is surprising because I usually watch a good amount of Blazers games each season because I do like Dame but Dame has been pretty poor this season um and the Blazers again this was not their full team they had no centers um they played no centers um yesterday basically because Yusuf Nurkic and um Cody Zeller went into um protocols so I knew we had a good chance to win I saw some people were like oh Dame's gonna drop like 60 I'm like 
has Dame had that game this season? Not really. He had two or three games, I think, back to back to back where he scored 30. And that was really it. Like, so I didn't understand <laughs> where those tweets were coming from, how Dame was going to destroy us. I knew that wasn't going to be the case. He, he, he's been heating up the last three games. And, yeah, but and, like to destroy us? I didn't get well, that vibe. I, 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 think it's, I, think it's tra- I think it's trauma from how Dame has cooked, has cooked us with that weak-ass drop we used to play. But please but here, Yeah, exactly. With that, you're absolutely right there with the drop. But we have not been playing drop. <laughs> this, this season. we haven't been playing drop that's why i didn't buy it like that's why i knew dame was gonna when i i tweeted it granted it didn't happen like that i was like Fran got dame on clamps and i actually wasn't even i tweet stuff like that as a joke sometimes that wasn't a joke i didn't think he was gonna like lock him down but i did not buy that dame was about to destroy anything and normal pa- norman powell he's cute but like he doesn't strike fear into me um so that team just oh my goodness I hope we play them again real soon because if we want to pat our stats I need Portland to keep patting them stats that defense was the worst like just the whole time like I was enjoying what the what the guys were doing but like I also had to understand this Portland defense was just so bad like it's why I I feel like um a lot of people are kind of overreacting to some of these um, 10 days, especially from the last game, like Brandon Knight has not really been that great. Like first out of all the 10 days, he, I had not high expectations for him, but I thought he would have like done the best because he had more experience in the league out of all the guys that we have on 10 days right now. And he's an actual guy, like he can dribble, take it to the rack, all that. Um, he can knock down shots. Like he's that type of guy. So I thought, okay, he's going to come in. And he had that relationship with kid. I'm like, okay, he's going to come in knowing what he was doing. He was just chucking shots. Like in those other games, he was just chucking up stuff. I, I wasn't really feeling him. Then this game, he had, what, 18 points, six, seven, like six assists. He was like really playing well. And then I, I see people saying, oh, cut Burke, keep him. And I'm, I just have to say, Please, like, you know, calm down a little bit. Like, like, yes, he had a great game, and I can appreciate a great game, but, like, look at the defense that was being played. Anytime a Mavs player got one, not even two, two feet, one foot in the paint, the Blazers players were like, all right, go ahead. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Don't mind me. <laughs> like, I'm just here for the vibes. Like, they did not care about defending. Too like players were just open, like they weren't doing, they weren't helping, they weren't recovering, they weren't doing anything. <laughs> like they legit weren't doing anything. So I can't like overreact too much to like um a bad defense, like or scoring on bad defense. Granted, like I said, I can appreciate it, um, and I did appreciate it. Like I appreciated um Porzingis like going off. I appreciated um all the 10 or not all of them but most of the 10 day guys looking good but I I just can't um overreact and I feel like that's just what has been going on a lot like I'm seeing people saying oh cut like cut this 10 day guy and or keep this 10 day guy cut this player trade this player for this and I'm like guys please relax (laughs) just please relax like these guys like don't get your hopes up to like be disappointed because I don't see them like really honestly keeping any of them other than um, maybe Chris. And he, I don't think kid likes him that much because um, nah, he, he's a hack. He's a I hack. Was, he, I was just about to say, I feel like 
he played really well that first game he showed up. But that man is a one. If he's on the floor, the other team's in the penalty. Yeah, he's a hack. And, yeah, and you saw that. You saw that, yeah. Like, I even feel Pinson, he's cool. But I'm seeing people saying, like, he's one of our better wings on the team. Like, I'm like, are you got, like, really, guys? <laughs> like, just, just, like, I understand you don't like the team and we're bored of the team and it's stale. But Theo Pinson is not no long-term piece on this fucking team. Let's like let's just be serious <laughs> and be real about certain things. Like Theo Pinson is not an answer. He shouldn't be on the team or get a contract for um and you're not cutting anyone of like to me, he's not playing over. Who is he playing over? Like realistically. People have been saying Reggie Bullock needs to earn back minutes and stuff like that. And I I am over Reggie. I've always I've been tweeting that I want him, you know, gone and all that, but at the end of the day, they paid him $10 million at the end of the day. Like, he's going to um, he's going to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just front office politics. He's nothing about kid. He's going to play. You saw it in, um, you see in New York. Like, you could make the argument, or uh, people have made the argument that Tibbs benched the wrong guard. Like, Kemba shouldn't have gotten benched. It was really Fournier. Like, Fournier has been bad, but Fournier has been stinking up the joint, but he still hasn't even been benched. Why? Because they paid him $18 million. He's going to play. <laughs> you know, Kemba got $8 million. So it was an easy decision to say, hey, Kemba, you sit down. Um, We're going to write out Fournier's $18 million. It's the same thing. Like, they're not, like, Frank is on a minimum. <laughs> they're not going to say, hey, Frank, play over our $10 million guy, Reggie. Well, that's not happening. Like, even if the minutes are, like, Reggie plays less minutes and Frank does get some minutes it's not going to be a situation where those guys are like ahead of him on the depth chart I don't see it. I could be wrong could be wrong I'm not saying I'm right about every single thing and I'm not trying to be like a know-it-all or anything but I'm just saying I I can't see that and I understand like you first of all Reggie's he's not a negative on defense he's a positive so that alone will give him get him minutes especially under kid but if he gets his shot back then he's the player that you sign for, really. And you have to give him a chance at the end of the day, as much as it's annoying, um, you still have to give him the chance to get his shot back, to shoot out of the slump, which is why I don't think he's going to be behind guys like Frank and Josh Green on the depth chart. I, one thing I will say, I don't know um, about that particular that particular one, as far as Reggie being behind Frank and Josh Green, I don't think. No, let me. None of these ten-day dudes are taking Reggie Bullock's minutes. Let me get that out the way. We we need to cut the shit when it comes to that topic. Um, I like. I I feel like they play with a, a, just a different energy. I think they play desperate, and I think they don't play like like these dudes on the ten-day. So I feel like they don't have anything to lose you can just see that just the way they play and a part of me likes those guys just being around because I don't think it's a coincidence that Dwight Powell deadass have had in two of the last three games he's played they're probably two of the best 10 games he's played in the NBA and he that shit started happening when Marquise Chris showed up I don't think that's a coincidence with all that being said like uh, Reggie, Reggie's gonna get minutes unless he gets traded, and I, I don't. I'm not even saying. Let's be honest, man. 
those dudes can like even Chris, he had a really he had a good game that first game. I like what I saw. That second game, he had, you know, I think he had double digit points, a couple of rebounds, but like I said, he's a hack. And he's I've noticed he's he's out of position kind of a lot defensively. And yeah. that's one thing I I'm gonna save this. It's not really a rant. But I'm going to save this take at the end. I don't want to in, integrate it in this, but Jason Kidd and Coach Sweeney, Sean Sweeney or Sweezy, I don't, apologize to that man for butchering his name. The way they play, defense is really important to them, guys. They they don't play. They will let you shoot a million bricks as long as you keep playing defense and you play defense the right way. And Reggie plays defense the right way. That's why he's going to keep getting minutes whether he's shooting bricks or not and I don't think Chris Chris is a hack um I'm Mo, even Moses I'm happy that Moses is getting playing time but Moses is kind of a hack he's not kind of a hack he is a hack um I, I just don't see any of these 10 guys 10 to I don't 10 day guys uh I think Pinson probably gets that two-way spot that we he's got, not eligible though Pen- Pen- I think he's uh, no, no, no. mistaken. He's not eligible. None of them Pen- are. I thought Pinson was. No, I uh, Bobby K. Bobby K. Um, I'm not gonna mention his last name. Bobby yeah. K. He tweeted that he wasn't eligible. Oh, okay. Mav CBA said he was. I I just roll with it. I I don't care. Oh, yeah. like, what what are we talking about? Really, them dudes was available. They gonna continue to be available. Let's cut the shit. We don't got the only ten day guys that are playing well. <laughs> like exactly, we, just people don't pay attention to the ten day guys that's playing well around the NBA because no one's watching a dude in Detroit or a dude in Sacramento on a ten day that you've never heard of. So I'm not really. I, I think Marquise Chris has the archetype for what we need, but I think it was pretty telling that he got no minutes last night. Even yeah, and Theo didn't even really click. Yeah. And like, that, I think people are not realizing, like, they're not, like, Josh Green took Theo Pinson's minutes. Like, yeah. Theo Pinson doesn't have a spot on this team. Like, he's been yeah. cool, but come on. Like, realistically, he does not have a spot on this team. And, 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 and we also got to be real. Josh Green wasn't in the rotation. So, if he's back and he's healthy, based on what we've seen, I don't want any of them do any of those. Playing over him, yeah. Yeah. Theo Pinson, I appreciate your service. I'm happy you, I'm happy you were here. But, like... Listen, I'll say this. Shout out to my brother Bibbs because he never folded. He never waved. Man, I'd have had Josh Green's ass in Toronto. I'd have, I'd have drove him to the airport. I just didn't see it from Josh you gotta, Green. You got to give me credit too because I told you we're not trading Josh Green for no damn Dragic. You could put him in a package for ice. They would put him in a package for like a Jeremy Grant, but not no damn Dragic, though. <laughs> hey, 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 I'll give you credit. Well, see, that's the thing. You, you disagree with that trade, but Bibbs was actually believing he was a good player. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I was just like, Bibbs, what are you, what, what the hell are you seeing? Because, like, this is the thing. When Josh would play last year, you saw the defense, you saw the passing. But the thing he would do is he would get ran off the line. And he would just dribble towards the basket and throw up the worst layups I've ever seen. I'm like, bro, that's basic shit, man. You're not going to finish in, in three dudes. Do something else. And he's doing something else now. Just the way he looks. I'm like, dude, Josh Green is the wing play. Like, he, 
he wasn't getting minutes before all the COVID stuff, right? He, it took Desmond Bain talking spicy and Reggie Bullock catching COVID and Tim to catch COVID for him to really, really get minutes. And now I need, I need him playing 20, 25 minutes a night. No matter uh, what happens. I don't think, yeah, he's not getting up to 25. Like, with a full team now, he's not uh, getting up to 25. But, I, I um, know. I'm a hold for 20. I'm a hold for 20. Yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, the passing, he's getting more comfortable. And this is, okay. Okay. Um, Actually, no. I'm, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this. I, I don't mean to cut you off. So, continue no, what you're saying. No, you're good. You're good. But I, I we need to wrap this point up anyway. The point because I think we're in agreement on this. I don't know if we're keeping any of these dudes. The only one that may get kept is Chris. Maybe Brandon Knight, because I think I think it was telling. He's been, since he showed up, he's got more minutes than everybody. And that has just been surprising to me, because I don't think he's that good. I, I don't think a, it's surprising. We had no guards. We don't have yeah, guards. Yeah, and I... I don't know. I, I think Jake, like listening to him in a post game, like Jason Kidd and Nico mess with him. But then again, they worked out Marquise Chris like three weeks ago. He was already on deck. He was on deck as soon as they found out whatever happened to Willie. So I think Willie's going to the, I think Willie's gone. I don't think Willie plays basketball for the Dallas Mavericks ever again. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. And because of that, they need another big well, and I don't think they trust Moses like that. And to be honest, I don't either. I'm, I like he's Moses. He's not good. Oh my god! I it's I get it. He's not good as Jay, but he's still young. So I get just keeping him around on the roster. But I also would not. I don't think he'll be on the Dallas Mavericks next year because he won't. He's not good. Like that's the thing. I I've been patient. You could see, you know, there's potential there or whatever. But like. That's why I was like, come on, guys. Like, for people who thought he could, like, start and was thinking he's, like, the answer and all that, I'm, I'm glad that he got these minutes. And some of them were good. Some of them were bad. And I'm not trying to, obviously, victory lap on anyone's failures, especially when it comes on to my team, because his failures mean that our team is, you know, getting the short end of the stick, and I never want that. But, like, you can clearly see he's not a high – minutes guy he's not a high minutes player he's a matchup type player um so if once everyone realizes that and kind of tapers or tailors their expectations towards that i think it could all be good it could all be you know fine yeah yeah and like to me i'm not what are we talking about we're talking about moses brown blah 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 I, i get it he's done well against teams with no bigs and all that stuff he he's a he's a matchup that you throw in the the point he's like of, a Boban. yeah like he he's at that point and i don't i know he makes mistakes but to in my opinion he physically the way he just physically i don't think he'll ever be what we need him to be does that make sense like i don't yeah. know how much more moses brown is going to develop per se he's just physically i don't i don't see it with him and even though I was trying to package, I think if you go back and listen to our season preview episode, even though I was trying to ship Josh Green to to Canada, like you saw it, you see, you see him when he plays, you just see him. It's like, dog, he's as big as Andre Iguodala. He's not as bouncy of an athlete as he is, but he's a he's a plus NBA athlete. He just is. 
and mm -hmm. there's just more to work with there like dog if josh green just shoots league average from three he's gonna be in the league for 13 years i don't know if that's in moses brown's future mm -hmm. i don't think he physically has the capabilities for it so i'm um, just to wrap up 10 day talk i think chris is going to get kept i think he's going to be the guy that gets kept just because i think willie's going to the phantom zone and i think <laughs> they're going to play two bigs no matter what i just think that's what we're doing for the regular yeah, season that it's, it's it's clear at this point that's yeah what's gonna... we're, we're going to play two bigs everyone can we can all bitch and moan and want kp to start at the center it's not happening it's not going to happen um they have the reasons and i'm going to say this uh, jason kidd has the benefit of the doubt he's won the benefit of the doubt for me with how he's handled this uh luca being out luca's missed more games this year than he's missed all of uh last year and i think if he misses tomorrow it's more games that he's ever missed in a season and i know we're under 500 but but if shit with i mean with luca missing this many games and this was the under the previous uh coaching staff i, I think we down there with the kings and the, and the spurs I, I think the way he's handled these guys given the situation and I, this is where you can feel however you feel about rick as a tactician he's an asshole so when shit gets rough I don't think he's able to keep the guys together the way Jason Kidd would. Whereas Jason Kidd, I don't think is a is that great of a tactician per se. But anyway, enough of the uh, uh, two way guys and which one yeah. are we gonna keep? Uh, just for the record, I think Chris gets kept just because they want to play two bigs, and I think Willie is out of here. Okay, that's fair. But um, I do want to touch on something really quickly. And I fake previewed it yesterday. I said I was gonna, you know, give a lashing to everyone. But I mean, I say that in good fun. But I do want to touch on something because I don't I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way. And I've been feeling like this for a while. And with the discourse that has been happening, it, it's coming up a lot more. And yeah, I definitely want to touch on it. So um, there's all these narratives. There's been these narratives around Luca all season. Um, not even just this season. Like narratives have been there since before you even touched the league. Mm -hmm. So we're not used to people saying, or we're used to people saying a bunch of stuff about him at this point. But um, HP, I don't remember. Everyone or most people should know HP. Hard, I don't hard, his... hardwood paradox. I think it is. Yeah, para para something. Yeah, him. Yeah. So HP, he made a tweet yesterday after we um beat the crap out of portland he said something like or actually i want to find a tweet because the to me the wording of the tweet is very important and i feel like the wording kind of got um misinterpreted um so i'm going to say exactly what he said so he said i'm gonna find the tweet right now i have it hold okay so he said trying to make sense of how the Mavericks have played this well without Luca and all the others is a dangerous thought exercise, blah, blah, blah. NBA season is weird. So he said to me, I interpret that tweet as saying that the Mavericks have played well without Luca. And a lot of the replies to that tweet um, from a lot of Mavericks fans, especially, is just harping on the record without Luca. 
Well, they're mm-hmm. four and eight without him. They're or four and seven, whatever the record is. They're like four and eight. They're like four and eight. They're, or two and they're like two and three in this stretch. They're two and four in this stretch. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like we understand that they haven't like won a, a a lot of games without him. But um, hello, they have been playing well, and that's why when I when we started um recording, we were talking about the you know the past four games that they played. That's why I made a point to say that despite the record, you know, them going like two and four or two and two or whatever it was, um, they still played well. So the point, I, I'm not going to speak for HP and what he actually meant, but to me, he was saying they played well, regardless of record. And you can't deny that. So to me, you can, you know, make up a lot of excuses as to why, but there, there are certain things that track. And I feel like I, I just don't like it just seems as if everyone's like throwing the team under the bus to defend Luca. And I, I don't like that because a, he's a part of the team. <laughs> like he's still a member of the team, but it just feels like, like people treat him as like a separate entity from the team. And I, I'm, I, that, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that because he's a part of the team. Like whatever you say about the team, he's a part of it. So like, and I, at least, when I say certain things, that's my thinking. So if I say the team stinks, I'm talking about everybody on the team. <laughs> you know, that includes Luca because yeah. he's a part of the team. And if I say the team stinks, I mean everybody on the team stinks. Like, obviously, I'm exaggerating when I say that and, you know, being emotional, but that's what I mean. But others, when you say the team stinks, you mean everyone except Luca is good because you treat him as a separate entity from the team. And a lot of people, they're not Mavericks fans, they're Luca fans. And you can't even like, joke around with him without people getting like emotional about it and I'm like hey we're at the end of the day I'm a Mavs fan I want what's best for the Mavericks so I'm, I recall um when the all the day the all-star um voting got like the, the day when um they open like the, the votes and all that yeah. yeah the ballots so you can start voting um I was joking around saying, oh, if I had to vote for one, which is not the case. Obviously, I have a lot of votes, so I'm voting for my guys, you know, Brunson, KP, Luca. But I was saying, like, if I had to vote one, granted, I was half joking when I said this, but I was like, if I had to vote for one Maverick, I'd vote for Jingus because, you know, one, he's all beat not he hasn't played like many more games, but he has played more games on Luca. And two, he's been damn good, especially um with a lot of people counting him out and all that, he's been damn good. So I was like, yeah, I'd give um, Porzingis my vote. And there were people in my replies so <laughs> offended. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like we can joke around with Luca, you know, like we can we can say certain things. It's okay to say, because at the end of the day, you can be real about certain things, but where being a fan comes in is to acknowledge that things can change. Like it won't stay this way forever. And I say that because there are also other tweets. I don't know who tweeted this one this time. Maybe it was even HP. I can't even remember. But um, someone was asking, like, why um, Luca's, like, on and off numbers were so horrible this year. And there are a lot of reasons you could point to. And a lot of people were pointing to, like, oh, it's because he played in lineups with Powell and, and, you know, Dorian (laughs) Finney-Smith. And I'm like, sure, but come on, like, be real. <laughs> well, no, no, that doesn't hold up because Dorian and, and Powell play with Brunson and the numbers are better. That's not my opinion. Exactly. That's just an objective facts. basics of measurement. <laughs> like, 
it is what it is. I didn't. I saw that. I didn't jump into it because I. Yeah, I didn't I, jump into it because. Yeah, but that's that's my point. Like they want to blame other things. It's okay to, and then people are saying, "Oh, people are going to point to his conditioning," but I don't know that. And that's part of it to me. There are many reasons. There are a lot. Of, it's not just really one, but there are a lot of reasons why his on and off numbers are looking bad. But the number one reason isn't the lineups. I am so sorry to everyone who thinks that. I am so. I'm so sorry. It's just not uh, the lineup. People, to me, it's the defense. Wanna, it's the defense. It is, and they want to blame Jason Kidd and the the offensive scheme, man. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want yeah. to add: those are the two big things. It's the guys he plays with. Why don't they play five out? Why is Dwight Powell mucking it up? I was like Dwight Powell play Dwight Powell. The two big lineup work flat out is working better with Jalen Brunson than Luca. The data exactly. supports that, and then people blame Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd's reputation and um, you know. Jason Kidd's reputation versus the Wonder Boy. Like, come on, who's gonna win that? But please continue. Sorry. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm just saying, like, you can be real, and like I said, you can be real, but understand that things it doesn't have to be permanent. Like me saying his defense is the reason why the numbers look so bad doesn't mean it's gonna. I think it's gonna stay that way forever, and he will never ever improve. No, that's where the fan in me. You can call it like that's where. Well, I, okay, so that's the difference between me being a fan and someone being a hater. You know what I mean? Well, I can be real and come to maybe the same conclusion that the hater can come to. But the difference is, I don't think it's going to stay the same. I think he's going to improve. You can call it blind faith, whatever. But I think he's going to improve because that's my guy. A hater might think the opposite. They think they might stay the same. He'll never improve. He'll get worse, whatever, whatever. And that's fine. That's whatever. But I'm not thinking like that. However, you can be real. Like his numbers look bad because when he sits down, the team comes in and plays way better defense. And if the, the guys can get some offensive, you know, flow going um, without him, the team is going to look good because they're also not giving up a million shots. <laughs> you know, they can score and not give up a million points. So um, I just think it's, it's okay to be real and it's okay to, to like just tell the truth about certain things. It doesn't mean that it's gonna stay that way or you think less of him or whatever. It's just being real and to not treat him as a separate and like sometimes it just feels like people want the team to stay bad. Like even though they say get him some help, they want the team, they don't want the guys on the team to get props because that might get misconstrued as him having help. Like the fact that people are like, I don't understand how people just got mad at someone pointing out that the Mavericks played well without him. Like, I understand that you might think it's narrative um, driven and agenda based why people are saying that. And I get that. Cause I have seen people say, like try to twist it to make it seem like Lucas stinks and stuff like that. And I'm not with that, but to me, instead of not buying instant, like to me, you're taking the bait and you're, tr you're not accepting a compliment of your team. Like you're trying to make it seem like, these dudes stink <laughs> like so Luca can have his like um you know like you we, we could say he has no help and this that that and the third I I am not a fan of that I I'm not gonna lie I I think it's very poor this that I've seen like fans like, people who you know identify as fans try to shit on the team in you know in defense of Luca treating him as as like a you know separate entity from the team I yeah I'm not a fan of that um 
No. So I hope, I would hope that people or, you know, everyone get it to get to me. You can compliment the team and understand that, hey, Lucas still is our best chance to win at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, that's just what it is. But you can acknowledge that the team has been playing well in this stretch without him. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, we, we've done so many Luca rants. I think, hell, my last last episode, I did it. And because, it, like you said, there's fans that are fans of Luca and not fans of the team. And the thing that bothered me, to be honest, there's a guy I know in real life. We used to work together. He's like, we're going to, he put on the timeline, we're going to run Luca out of town, keep talking about his weight. And I'm like, this ain't some goofy guy. He's a smart dude. He watches basketball. He's not a goofy. He's not an idiot. When he said that, I'm like, oh, if you think that, we we in trouble. We in trouble. Because I, I know he's not some idiot. He's not a Luca fanboy. He knows the game. And that's why I said, Hey man, the Dallas Mavericks played basketball before Lucas showed up. Like, I, unless I missed it, we ain't been. I haven't been to a championship parade since Lucas showed up. I think he's our best, our best path. But if Lucas don't play defense and is out of shape, I don't give a damn if we had a good team. We're not winning. That's not a thing, y'all. It's not a thing, and and. I know, like, I don't, there's no such thing as an out-of-shape ball handler that takes this team, that doesn't play defense, that takes this team deep in the playoffs or wins anything. Like, you got James Harden. Like, the best-case scenario for that is James Harden. And, I and just he wasn't out-of-shape. And let's, let's yeah, get the, I yeah. feel like the, the um, discourse around James Harden, especially his Houston days, it got twisted. Yeah. Like, James Harden was just tired at the end of the season. It wasn't yeah. that he was out of shape. He was out of gas. Yeah, because that's not a sustainable way to play basketball. It's just not sustainable. I don't give a damn what the analytics say. And this is where I don't want to sound like a Jason Kidd apologist, but I know it's ugly. I know it's it's the offense is clunky at times, but I don't care. That other shit was just, that's something that I, I'm going to say this and People may get upset because it's people that I love and care about, or, you know, I guess my Twitter friends, but some of the bitching about this being hard to watch has been such bullshit to me. Because you know what's hard to watch to me? Watching fucking Dame Lillard score 50 points off that bullshit, soft-ass, the most passive defensive basketball I've ever seen a team play was us. That drop was the weakest drop. And even and then when we, we feed Dorian Finney-Smith and fucking Maxie to the Wolves, that's worse to me than watching this offensive basketball. Watching Kawhi Leonard absolutely murder Maxie in the playoffs for it's not even just the playoffs, any regular season game where there's a dominant ball handler who can score. We under Rick, we rarely trapped. We just let them murder us. And we yeah. literally the plan was, well, they can't score 50. We never made them uncomfortable. We never did anything to get them off their spots. That's for me, because I know you can't really win that way. That's worse than anything we lost, uh, anything we were gaining by having an acute offensive efficiency rating. Um, that's something that's bothered me this entire year because the defense has been better. Is the defense great? No, but at least they're trying something different. And no matter how you feel about what this team was last two years, a top 10 offense and a bottom, hey, it wasn't even bottom 10. We talking about like bottom 20, bottom eight 
offense, uh, defense, it's not going anywhere. You're still a first round out. So when people were complaining about how much worse the team has been this year, I'm like, it's the fuck. If you notice, I've kind of tweeted like, bro, we were the seventh seed two years ago. We were tied for the seventh seed last year. We in the seventh seed today. We, I mean, I guess the team is worse, but net net, we right where we've been the last three years. So I don't see how this is so much worse. That's, I don't know. That's just my take. My two yeah. cents on the top. Yeah, I just, um, um, you know, with all that being said, I'm excited for my guy to come back. He hasn't played in a grip. I've missed watching him play. But, um, and just know if they if he comes back and they look worse, people are going to talk. It is what it is. Like, the NBA discourse is, you know, based on narratives and agendas. Uh, it is what it is to me. You either ignore it or, I mean, you could clap back, but to throw the team under the bus to clap back, <laughs> That's why. People people can't handle because Luca has been the golden boy and he's deserved it. He's deserved all the praise. He technically has the highest playoff scoring average in the history of the NBA. Um, I mean, he up against Mike who played like literally hundreds of playoff games and he's played what, 14 but or 13. But Luca's been the golden boy. All the basketball media has pretty much praised him. There's been a very small amount of people that have knocked anything about his game at all. And some of those, some of that criticism has finally started to come up, but he's deserved it, y'all. And that's okay. Because you know what? I'm 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 gonna go ahead and say it. Man, I think my I think my big son, uh, my large Slovenian son is about to come back and murder everybody. I, I don't think I don't Luca is competitive as shit. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody who's just going to sit there and be fat. That's why I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to take his – I think this is the last year that he's fat. And I do think – I agree. I agree. I, I do think he had a hell of a summer, man. He did. And I, I, don't, I don't give him that pass because it's kind of weird to show up the most out of shape you've ever been during your time in the league the same summer you signed a Supermax. But I get it. He's a human being. It's not fair to him uh, as a human being, but fam, you you play for my team, you signed a big contract, I need you to be in shape. With all that being said, like I won't even be in shocked if Luca's in really good shape now. Like I know he has, he's in COVID protocols, but if you oh, listen, boy. <laughs> well, no, because I know he's in COVID protocols, but if you listen to the messaging around what Nico was saying, like it wasn't just his ankle was why they was keeping him out they wanted to get him in shape too yeah conditioning yeah. conditioning like they were they, like they were pretty transparent on that so i think my son will come back in better shape and i know he had the covid protocols i know he has the covid but let's let's be we haven't had any reporting this season because most of the guys are vaccinated about guys who had covid and it just really really impaired them physically like I know last year when all the COVID guys came back, they flat out, they, they were very transparent. Literally. I, you remember that game we beat Utah last year where Dorian, I think had his career high. He's like, yeah. dude, my lungs was on fire. When we yeah. First came yeah. Back. When they first played. Yeah. When we first played, he's like, I couldn't breathe. And I was like, yeah, even Tatum said he still had to use an inhaler. And you, yeah. He started using the inhaler for the first time in his life. No one said that this year, you know, no one's really, no one's reported heavy long-term side effects and let me be very clear i'm not saying 
COVID is over and it's no big deal if you're vaccinated. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just, it is what it is. Dudes ain't sick like that this year. Like no one's really got packed up by it like that. So I, I think my son is going to come back. I think he might play tomorrow and I think he's going, I haven't been this excited because I know the offense is clucky. I don't, I know the offense is bad, but Luca in shape, because he hasn't been in shape. And the reason it's something I listened to our last episode and I didn't say anything to you in the moment about it. Cause I, you know, I honestly, I didn't think about it at the time, but you were like, when I said, I think one of the reasons why we started the season out poor was because Luca wasn't in shape. And you were like, well, the only game we lost because he wasn't in shape was, uh, I think it was a Toronto game, but he shot like shit for that whole stretch. And, in my opinion, if he was in better shape, he wouldn't have shot as poorly as he did to start that season. And I I just think we would have won more games. It wasn't like we were getting packed up when we started out the season poorly last year. And I think when he comes back, he's going to be in shape. His legs are going to be under him. The jumper's going to be butter. Uh, defensively, in my opinion, Luca being out of shape, like Luca isn't a great off-the-ball defender. But him being out of shape and then that ankle industry turned him into just a dumpster fire. And I don't and think not just that. It's his philosophy too. If he yeah. I'm sorry, but um y'all could take it how y'all want to take it. But he be doing that Kevin when Love he, shit. When he stops, yes, that Kevin Love Westbrook, when he stops hunting for rebounds, <laughs> he will be a better off ball defender. I yeah. I'm it's just it is what it is. You guys, he hunts for the rebounds. It's clear as day. Like like yeah. I said, you can't be real about certain things. You watch him, he's sagging into the paint, he's watching the ball, he's waiting for a shot to go up so he can grab a rebound and, you know, go get back on offense. No, that's not how you play defense. So, yes, when he gets that out of his head, when he gets the, you know, rebound hunting out of his head, he'll be better. Yeah, and and the point I'm trying to say is I I do think one of the reasons we his, his on off numbers have been so bad this year is because he's been out of shape. He's been so bad off the ball. Plus, we made Tim a starter. Tim is actually somehow worse than him, despite being a much better athlete. Oh, he's way worse. And this <laughs> is like one of the worst I've ever seen. Like, that dude literally has no... He's a smart dude. He dead ass has no idea where to be defensively. He has like, no clue. You don't no even clue. have to run good actions <laughs> to lose him. He just be fucking having brain farts and it's like to me i feel like luca just falls asleep tim is just ain't got the facilities for it luca just like you said be rebound hunting like i think he could do it if he was in better i think he would be better at it if he's in better shape and once that ankle gets right because he couldn't move side mm-hmm. to side so i'm saying all that to say i think we're about to go on a run as long as nothing weird happens um I hate to say this, but the league basically about the the CDC cut the quarantine yeah, time uh, down to five mm-hmm. days. And I think the league basically, I think the league about to go how the NFL did it. It's like, if you got it, you ain't got a test for 90 days. So um, I, it's funny because I kind of tweeted something about it. Like I knew the NBA wasn't going to keep letting these G League dudes like make up half of teams rotation because you got to pay those guys, right? The players, mm-hmm. in my opinion, 
people are like, the players feel bad. We should feel bad for the players. I'm like, the niggas don't care. They still getting a check to sit at home. Like, I know that sounds bad. They want to, and the, they, they want to play. Like, they don't care if they get the COVID because with the vaccine, they're not getting symptoms like that. No one's experiencing the, the symptoms like they did last year. So yeah. on, the, on the league side, like, dude, I, I forget how much a 10-day is, but it's a lot of money. And if you add up like five 10-day contracts per team, that's millions of dollars and the product is worse. So I'm like, bro, they just about to let these boys play. I don't think they, uh, it's over. And lo and behold, here we are. So I, I just think everybody, in the, outside of just traditional injuries, I don't think COVID's going to be a thing in the next month or so. They just going to let these, I think they're going to let them play asymptomatic. I think they basically already have agreed to that. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's just it's crazy with what they're doing. But like I said, yeah, in a, in a month or so, yeah, I do agree. Things might start to look, you know, as normal as it can um, yeah. with folks coming back. Yeah, I, I think and I, I'm excited because I think my son is about to remind these boys who he is because I, I refuse to believe someone is no player as good as Luca just ignores stuff like that. He's a He's 22. He'd be on social media. He see the chatter, whether he admits it or not. And he about to remind these boys who he is and how he's really cut. And I think yeah. he actually has watched his team. And he's like, oh, these, you know, these 10-day guys put a little boost. We can make a run. The team didn't totally collapse without me. I, I think he's going to – I just think he's going to be on this shit when he get back. I really do. I'll be shocked if he's not. Me too, same. Um, with all that being said, we're going to wrap it up on Mavs Talk. We're going to get into a, uh, I guess, a topic that actually one of our boys recommended to us, our guy Rolo. He uh, he mentioned it, <laughs> I think it was a month ago, and we actually had it as a topic we were supposed to discuss. And I either you or me went on a rant that lasted a really long time, so we just kind of missed it and we didn't talk about it but we're going to address it right now because yeah and jose jose um also brought it up to us yeah yeah and uh i think we we need to discuss it because basically what i saw on christmas night like oh yeah um that Giannis, what does Giannis need to do to be was it top five or top ten or goat period i think it was goat conversation to get into the goat conversation yeah, and to me, it's happened. So the conversation or the question was that, what does Giannis need to do to break into the GOAT conversation? And I've been thinking about it since then because just, you know, if you haven't, if you're a newer listener, we team Giannis on this pod. We was rocking with Giannis. We didn't necessarily think they was going to win the finals, but we wanted him to win. Like, we root for Giannis on this pod. Me and SJ are in alignment on that. I love mm-hmm. Giannis. Giannis is my favorite. I don't know. I love me some John Morant too. Okay. Yeah. One of your favorites. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. I I don't want to dub anybody that because I'm superstitious. Last time I had a favorite player outside of the Met Dallas Mavericks, and I claim that was Dwayne Wade. So yeah. <laughs> we know how that that was. Let me be clear, that was before 2006. So I've been a little hesitant to say I have a favorite player that doesn't play for the Mavericks. So anyway. Um, Giannis is a monster, and I, I guess I'll I'll go first. 
What I think Giannis needs to do to get into the GOAT conversation is I think he has to keep doing what he's doing. If you look at the flaws in Giannis's game, I don't, I don't think he needs to shoot threes, right? Um, I don't think that has to – I don't think he has to do that. I don't think that has to be his primary mode of operation. I just think he needs to develop a uh, – basically get a little bit more in his bag from like a post – game situation but he's honestly he started doing the shit in the, in the finals in my opinion and mm-hmm. and just make his free throws like that's it to me because this is something not to bring it back to the Mavs but because we've never had a player like this and let me be very clear Dirk Warner Nowitzki is my not my favorite basketball player of all time he's my favorite athlete of all time because I feel like Dirk gave it his all. He brought us a championship. He maxed out all his talent. And I just appreciate that as a fan. But Dallas has never had a dominant, but Dirk wasn't a two-way player. He was a bad, mm-hmm. he was objectively, Dirk was bad. Dirk was as bad as Luka is. And Dirk was a big, so it actually had more of a negative impact than Luka being a wing defensively. Probably up until about 2000, I'd say 2004, 2005, that's when Dirk became average. And then Mm -hmm. I think he even flirted with becoming like a slightly above average defender pretty much from, I'd say, 04, 05 until we won the championship. Like he, teams would try to isolate Dirk and pick on him and that shit wasn't really flying like that no more. And then after that, he got older, you know, he was, he was a... In his mid thirties, yeah, 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 he's in his mid thirties. He's a defensive liability, right? He, he'll tell you that himself. But we've never had like a superstar here in Dallas that was just as dominant two way as Giannis. And I think I, when we talk about goats and greats, and it's always Bron and it's always Kobe and it's Mike. And to me, one of the reasons why I've always like entertained LeBron as being the GOAT that I, in my opinion doesn't get discussed is like you can prime LeBron was like a defensive anchor and mm-hmm. not the way he was like, he wasn't necessarily protecting the rim like that, but that dude just being an athlete, he was, he wasn't a great, he, LeBron was never like a great man defender. But the way he would wreak havoc in the passing lanes, the way he would Help just... Defender. He was help, one of the best. Yeah, the way he would just cause problems, it's like, God bless Kobe. Kobe was a solid... And, man, I hate to speak ill of someone that's not here, but, man, Kobe's defense is one of the most overrated things within the context of discussion because Kobe was a very good man defender. But as soon as Shaq was out of there, Kobe stopped playing defense and kept making an all-NBA team. And that shit still blows me to this day. Anyway, um, and even Mike. Like, Mike was a very good man defender, but I don't know if Mike was like a whole... I, I don't feel like Mike was a defensive system, right? Like, Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? And I know, yeah. And I know Kobe wasn't, but I feel like Bron and Giannis... And Giannis eat way more so than Braun. Like, bro, you he just cleans up so many mistakes. And he's just hell. He's hell defensively. I, I, I got to be honest, SJ. I think Giannis is the best defensive player in the league. I don't think it's particularly close, in my opinion. He's the most impactful defensive player in the league. Uh, I, I can't put him over Draymond. 
I, here's the thing. Okay. It's hard because I, I think Draymond's IQ is just a bit higher. Like defensive yeah. IQ is a bit higher. But Giannis's physical tools is obviously, um, you know, better than Draymond's. Right. So it's tough. I, I wouldn't push. If you if you said that, like, oh, Giannis is the best defensive player in the league, I wouldn't push back yeah. on that. Yeah. And, and the I, same if it, you said Draymond. If you said Draymond, I wouldn't push back on that. Yeah. So, but it's them two, in my opinion. Them two, neck and neck. No, exactly. And to me, the thing is, where I look at that, like, they're scalable. Like, you, it doesn't matter who their teammates are. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, the reason why I'll never, Rudy Gobert is good at for what he does, but you have to go find players to, to like, Rudy Gobert is a 7-3 dude. You know, he can't guard in space. He's 7-3. He shouldn't be doing that to begin with. That's, yeah. not, that's not fair to him. But Giannis like seven foot. And he ain't gonna lock anybody up, but it ain't it ain't food if he's on anybody in the NBA. Literally six foot dudes, you know what I mean? And yeah. I just think that scalability and that impact that he has is why it's like, dude, he has a shot. And I, I just feel I feel Giannis because Durant is so good offensively, but I don't think Durant is as good as like if you had to pick. If I had to pick one human being to win a championship, I think I'm taking Giannis just because I know what I'm getting at this point. And I think his defensive impact to be able to put the pieces around him. When I hear who's the best player and we have that argument, the way I hear that argument is, okay, if I have him and I just, I don't get to pick other superstars, I got to just pick like four mediocre dudes who gives me the best chance to win a series if he's the best player. And like, dude, you could just put like four mediocre dudes who can shoot, and you're probably gonna be a good team, to be honest. Whereas, yeah. and whereas with Durant, I feel like you, you know, you he's not the defended defensive force. He's a better offensive player, and offense is better than is more important than uh defense. But Giannis is a motherfucker on the on offense's damn self. Right. So yeah, you they both can give you fifty. They yeah, both can like, give you fifty. Exactly. And I just feel just like in different ways. Just it's Giannis is just what he is defensively. He just be wrecking shit and he's getting better at it. That's the thing, mm-hmm. man. He's not that old. What is Giannis? 26? He's 20, 27. Just turned just 27. turned 27. It's like, dog, he you know <laughs> SJ, you you young, this is where being the old dude comes into play. Like when I was coming up. I was the the thing was NBA players hit their prime at 27, 28. So that means he ain't even in his prime. I f- but I feel like dudes have, you know, we got Brian, we got KD, we got Luca. Uh, I, I, we had Kobe. I feel like they, they've kind of maybe changed that narrative, but I don't see nothing slowing down Giannis. But like, I think he will be a league average three point shooter by the time he comes around, because he puts in the work. I've listened to so many interviews where people say, Giannis works on his free throws like crazy. Like, this ain't Shaq we talking about. This dude is still putting in the work to get better at it. And with his physical tools, man, I I think he has a shot. Um, I think, you know, he has a chip. I think he has one of the greatest finals performances in the history of basketball. He run it back again, you know, so he go back to back, get two more. I don't even know if he got to get two more. If he just get three championships and just basically keep doing what he's doing for another 
six years. I think it's a conversation, SJ. I think he's in that top five, top eight conversation for greatest of all time. And, you know, if he gets to five doing what he's doing, okay, that's where you can start. That's where we can start talking about Mike and Brian. But I, I think he's going to need the volume of championships. But anyway, that's my Giannis rant. Let me uh, well, work Giannis' take on what he needs to do to get to the GOAT. Let me get your opinion on it. Um, I mean, I agree with most of what you said. Um, I mean, for me personally, I think he's going to have to obviously win more. Um, he's going to, like, at the end of the day, these conversations, it's, it's about rings too. And um, especially the GOAT conversation. Because to me, no doubt he's, um, you could argue he's maybe top 20 right now. But um, to me, he's going to get in top 10. Um, but GOAT, like, to be in a conversation with, like, MJ, you know, um, Bron, you know, Kareem, Kobe, Kobe's of the world. You need to have, like, like you're definitely going to need to have the hardware. So if he, I mean, starting this year, if he could take down a, a healthy Brooklyn squad, um and repeat <laughs> like this year go on to repeat you know beat the Warriors beat I think it's start like I think it could start this season if he can repeat um and just bring a couple win a couple more like if he wins say four rings um and keeps dominating like like what he's doing right now even win a couple more even win another MVP win another defensive player of the year um I think I think it's going to be hard to ignore because you can kind of pencil him, him in as like a lot to be like a first team all be all NBA or first team all defense kind of guy every season. So he's going to have those two accolades, accolades almost every year. He's going to be an all-star, you know, almost every single year. And he's going to have the numbers. He's, he's a double-double guy um, with five assists <laughs> and blocks and steals. So he's going to have stats. So as long as he can get three more I think if you could get like three more then you could put him in a conversation I don't know if he he can get there just because he was a late bloomer you know like he was a steady kind of improving each year kind of guy and you know guys like um Kareem Braun MJ they came out the gate like swinging um they didn't need you know a couple years to be great they can't kind of you know debut great so I think it's 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 gonna be hard for him to compete with that because he is starting kind of from behind, even though his resume is like one of the most complete for his age. Um, but I do think um, that just might hurt him a bit, the fact that he was a late bloomer guy, because at this point, like he's only twenty seven. I think this is what this is gonna be his like what six All Star appearance, five or six, and by like by this age, um. Braun and like MJ they already had like eight <laughs> you know eight already because they were getting voted in since their you know rookie years and stuff so um I think it's just gonna be hard from that standpoint since he was a late bloomer but I think it's a conversation I love Giannis he's one of my favorites and he um I think he's the best just like you I think he's the best in the league right now I don't see anyone um especially in the next five years I don't see anyone else challenging him for that in my opinion you know, people have been saying Luca, but I mean, I've already talked about this. So I'm not going to get into it, but Luca's not catching him. I'm sorry. That's mm. just not going to happen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like, that's my guy, but that's not going to happen. Wait, I, I will say, I will say this Luca has a shot at being comparable to Giannis because Luca's never going to be 
with Giannis is defensively. Luka would have to f- start flirting with 50-40-90. Yeah. I, w- I won't even say 50-40-90. Give yeah. me like 47-38 in 85. Nah, me- but here's, it, it should be 50-40. Because, okay, think about it. Think about um, Braun. When Braun was still like the consensus, you know, best friend of the league, all that. Yeah. And to me, other than like KD um, and Br- yeah, KD and Steph, they were rivals to Braun, even though they weren't the two-way guys that Braun was. They were rivals to Braun because of the 50-40-90 stuff. You're right. You're <laughs> I mean, right. Because You're right. of their You're efficiency. Right. So to me, it can't be like a 47. No, it has to legit be 50-40-90 for him to be like, for you to overlook um, that he is not as dominant as, you know, Giannis on the defensive side. That, that's, you're right. I hate admitting that, but you're right. And because I, I want my, I want my, we, 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 I'm hard on Luca because he, there's so much there. He's so good already. And it's like, he's leaving so much meat on the bone, but I want to see him level up. And I figure if he gets in shape to where he's like, cause I think Luca, if he's in shape, I think he could be a, I hate to do this like 2K rankings, but I think Luca could be like a 78 defensive player, right? And I think he could be a 99 offensive player if he gets his percentages right. And I think he could be the best offensive player in the NBA. I think that's on the table for Luca. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if he definitely. just becomes a slightly above average defensive player, because the thing is, Luca's still big as hell for a guard. He's still 6'8. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that just, like, I'll give you an example. Trey Young can never be the best player in the NBA. He would have to turn into Steph Curry, per se. He would probably, just because he's such a liability defensively, I just don't think Trey could be the best player in the NBA. And I love Trey. I love him. I'm not a hater. I just, it's basketball is two ways. And I, in my opinion, that's the one thing that we lack context on, uh, on the timeline. And while offense is more important, like, oh, you got to play defense. You got to at least be an eye at it. You know what I'm saying? And I just, damn, Giannis is just such a havoc causer defensively. But yeah, you're right, man. Luke will have to get the 50 40 90. If Luke could get the 50 40 90, though, good God. Oh, my goodness. That would not be fair. Because, <laughs> like, he. That would not he, be fair. If he just gets. Because that's the thing he's done. He's had, like, stretches of it with the 50 and the 40. Them free throws have always been. A little... He's not. I, I've given up on that. He's just going to be LeBron from the line. Like, it's just, it's just going to be a thing. Like, if he can get to 80%. One year, I'm going to rejoice. I think, yeah, I think 85 is the dream. But beyond yeah, that, it's just yeah. super unrealistic. <laughs> but, yeah, I, for me, I think Peak Luca is giving you 40. He's going to be like 47, 38. 79. Uh, 79. <laughs> I think that's that's going to be Luca at the peak of his powers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I think he's, but I don't know, because he'd be turning that shit up in the playoffs. He's. Turning well up in the playoffs. Well, no, everything. No, no, he gets worse in the playoffs. He's averaging. No, no, no. You're right, but I'm saying the field goal percentage. Oh, field goal percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the fifty and forty. Yeah, he's fifty and forty. So it's like the free throws to me. That's something he could work on. And I like you know I know the playoff series have only been what 
six and seven games, but it's like, man, I know it's there. I just think Luka can turn it up. I hate that we had to insert our, our son into Giannis's goal. Yeah, I was about to say, this is definitely a Giannis conversation. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. But that I, I just I think Giannis I think Giannis has a shot, but the only thing and this is a question I have for you because I feel like it was <laughs> you noticed the shade during the finals, right? There's a lot of people in that Hooper Twitter Hooper Media X player culture that don't they don't rock with Giannis like that. Oh yeah, and I, a was, lot, I was pissed about that too. That's yeah. why I see him McCollum. Uh, mm, he's on my list now. I used to like him, but he's on my yeah. list now because mm, man, mm, man, you keep that energy when he playing next to our to our son in about three weeks here or well, six <laughs> weeks. But I I don't know. I I feel like so much of the goat conversation gets framed through that. Like I give you I give you an example. I don't think Kobe is top five, but every player that played in the league while Kobe was there. All of them think he's better than Bron. Even the dudes that played with Bron, even the dudes that lost to Bron, they all think Kobe's better. This was, let me be clear, this was before Kobe died. This was after Kobe died. This, and I, so many of those people, as they enter media, as they enter spaces, like we can say however we want to feel as fans. I think Bron is better than Kobe. I don't even think it's a debate personally, but them, them dudes don't feel that way. And yeah. I feel like they're going to give that same energy to Giannis. I, I hate to say it. I almost feel like them dudes will give love to Luca in that conversation before they give it to, to, to Giannis. Because when, when players look at other players, they don't, they look at it as, could he beat me one-on-one? Did he give me buckets? Right. And Luca gives people buckets off the dribble in isolation, independent of everything. And that's how players view the greatness of other players. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I also think it's also, um, it's like a boys club, you know, like you're going to hype your friends up and all that. And Giannis yeah, don't true. hang with any of them. No, <laughs> he has his reasons, all. you know, he says, you know, it's, you know, for competitive reasons, he doesn't hang. But Giannis doesn't, Giannis only talks to his brothers in the NBA. Like, his brothers, his, his, his like, brothers teammates. and his teammates, that's it. Teammates, yeah, Giannis doesn't really have, like, even if it's, he's cool, like, like, you see him and Luca, like, they're cool, but they're not friends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't have, like, friends around the league, so there's no one to, like, vouch for him. So they were being slick, yeah, they were being slick in the finals. CJ McCollum got fucking whored out by, um, fucking Compazzo and Austin Rivers and had the nerve to be talking about Giannis and how Giannis not checking the best player like are you serious I'm not even gonna get into that because that gonna piss me off again but yeah they were they were shading him but I thought it was glad he was able to break through and we got one of the best like finals performances we've ever seen in the game six closeout game it was like he to me we just like especially Christmas day going back to Christmas day that we just watched like just to be that dominant on both ends, like in that fourth quarter, he was, it was something we have not seen. No, <laughs> I've said, never you know seen what? it on both ends, just yeah, a great record. He was just so dominant, game ceiling, like block, like, you know, stuff like that. He was getting buckets any which way, like he was, you know, getting the dunks and the and ones and he was hitting fadeaway middies. Like, this is like, He's coming along, like, even this regular season. He's, you know, you could say he's 
you know, in the MVP conversation, even if he's not your front runner. And he hasn't even been like, like just so excellent. You know, he's experimenting, he's trying new things. Like a lot of um, Bucks fans, I follow quite a bit of them. And a lot of them I've noticed like complain about him um, not dunking anymore a lot. Like he's, you know, opting to settle for like floaters or, um, you know, finger rolls and stuff like that. And he'll miss chip, you know, bunnies because of it. But to me, I'm like, why y'all mad at that? Like, yeah. he's saving him. He's getting, I like the mentality that he's being aware that, hey, I might need to change up my play style a bit because, you know, to, you know, for longevity reasons. And because a lot of these freak players, their peaks don't last long. You know, you look at, um, apart from like MJ, who was just a freak athlete and had like a huge, <laughs> like a really long peak, but like Shaq, those big, like big men especially those big men freak type athletes they don't have long um primes you know Shaq didn't have like a long prime um he had a long he had a relatively long career he had a relatively long career but not a long prime (laughs) you know he was team hopping by the end of by the end of his um career but um but I'm not gonna talk too much on it because I I didn't like like grow up watching Shaq or anything like that so I'm not gonna talk too much on, on that but um yeah, so I like I just like that he's being a bit more aware of his place out and doing pretty much anything possible now to um extend his longevity. So I mean I'm excited to watch Giannis for the next couple of years. I, I like watching him play. I like watching him take over a game like that on both ends because I'm sorry, defense is fun to me. If you can um not only control a game on offense but also on defense too, I, I think that's just that's just great. <laughs> just the sign of you know, the best players, you know, best player in the world. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, not to bring it back to the Mavs, but that's one of the reasons why I've actually enjoyed this season in comparison to other seasons. Uh, I like defense. I just know you got to win it. And just watching, watching dominant defensive play, watching dominant two-way play, um, the only time I can ever think of a dude that's been this good both ways at the peak of his powers for an entire season, because Brian, Brian kind of, after Miami, and I want to, even while he was in Miami, Brian would kind of pick and choose the defensive. Except for 2013. Yeah. I remember that season. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. He, he was just shutting stuff down. <laughs> but after that, especially in Cleveland, when he went back to Cleveland, like, bro, Brian wasn't playing defense until the playoffs, or it was a big yeah, game. Yeah, that's, like, true. that's he just, true. He just wasn't trying. And when I look at players who were, you know, arguably the best player or the best player, like, man, it's just Giannis in my lifetime, Giannis and Hakeem. Like, and, you know, Olajuwon, like, dog, when Olajuwon was on his shit, it was a wrap both ways. He was the yeah. same way. Like, dog, you couldn't... Hakeem nowadays would actually be better than he was in his prime because you couldn't put him in space like he you know he played soccer he had the footwork he had the athleticism he you couldn't really if Hakeem got out on the guard you weren't frying him and he stole oh, yeah. the ball a lot for for a big too so it, it is, it's ironic yeah, he's the only big in top 10 in blocks and steals right he's yeah like the only, yeah and only I, big. I love I used to watch because obviously Hakeem was before my time yeah. But I watched um, 
I watch, he's one of like the old guys that I've watched like the most like highlights and all that. So I, oh my goodness. He yeah, was, uh, he was I, yeah, I lived, uh, when my parents got out the army, we lived about mm, 65 miles from Houston. And that was when they won those championships. So, uh, you know, Hakeem was my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my guy. I, I, he had a, he had a, how can I explain it? His peak once he really, like, after he won them championships, he kind of pulled the dirk and was just like, you know what? Ugh, I've had my run. This was a nice run. And he just kind of fell, somewhat fell off after he won his championships. But, mm-hmm. man, that run we had before that, it, he was just a, he's a terrorizer on both ends. And I feel like I haven't seen anybody like that for a whole season because Akeem, Defensive Player of the Year and MVP, and look kind mm-hmm. of like Giannis was, and it's like, yeah, final did he get finals MVP? Yeah, 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 and the championship. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's funny because I just realized that we talked. I didn't realize they all they shared those accolades until we're talking mm-hmm. about it right now. But it, that's the last time I seen just the two way give you forty and stop you from scoring. And I, it, damn, Giannis is good. I don't know any other way to say it. I don't know any other way to describe it. He's just a problem. He's just a problem. But did you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap it up, ma'am? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, as you guys probably noticed, we haven't done the um, national TV and league pass games because we we just don't know who's going to be playing (laughs) these teams. So, um, yeah, I might not. A game I say I may watch, I end up might actually not watch it. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll with the holidays, I actually had some time off work, but I, you know, I watch a lot of basketball, but with these G League dudes, I'm not watching that. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. It's, it's not fair to myself. It's not fair. Like, I can't explain to my wife, yeah, I need to watch this game to talk about it on the pod. And it's dudes that I know will never play in the NBA again in yeah. a week or two so I'm, I'm gonna watch my math she she's accepting that but i got i'm just until we get this covid thing taken care of either they let them play while they are symptomatic or the you know the players just get their head out their behinds i do want to touch i do you know what i do got one more thing i want to touch on so a lot of people want to shut the league down and i i recommend to me in my opinion you need to go back to last year's protocols and take like 10 days off, two weeks. Because the NHL actually did shut their league down. They took a break. They took a week off. Same percentage of dudes when they came back, tested positive, is when they left out. And because like, dude, people are getting it in the street. Like, I don't, I don't want to bring up COVID because it's too much, but this this Omarion, the Omicron, like, dude, it's, it's everywhere. And if you ain't testing every day, if you ain't sitting your behind in the house, you're going to get it, whether you're playing professional basketball or not. And I don't think there's any way to stop it outside of doing that. So I don't think they, I don't think the league is going to shut down. And I think the next, the next path, and they've essentially said it, they're going to let asymptomatic dudes play. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a virologist or epidemiologist. I don't know if that's the right thing from a moral hazard standpoint to do, but within the context of watching basketball, I think that's where we are. I think that's what they're going to do. They basically said that's what they're going to do. So 
Yeah, I was uh, about to say Adam Silver already said that <laughs> that's just not gonna happen. So yeah, yeah, you just yeah. expect them to keep playing. Yeah, and I don't, and like I said, I don't think they're gonna have the G League dudes up because they, I gotta find out how much money it is, but I think it's like ninety grand, something like that. You mm-hmm. know, you how many we have? We got five dudes, so that's four hundred fifty grand. If we got to do this again three times, that's you know, a million dollars times 30 teams in the NBA. They're not going to do that, man. They're not going to keep doing that. They're just going to let the dudes, they're already paying millions of dollars to do because that's just pure extra cost. So anyway, I hate to end the pod on a down note, but I just want to, I, I just, I've seen that a lot. I just think this is where we're at. And I think, I don't think guys are going to miss games anymore for the virus unless they're actually showing symptoms and, you know how symptoms work. Unless you run mm-hmm. a fever, you can lie and say you're fine. And mm-hmm. I think that's what dudes are going to do because if you read Austin Rivers' GQ article, dudes basically want to play. They don't give a damn. And I think that's where we're going to be at. So um, once again, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Once again, uh, 21 going on 77. We appreciate y'all. Our listenership is going up week over week. I appreciate everybody that's been in the DMs. I've been in SJ DMs telling us we're doing a good job encouraging us. Uh, shout out to my brother Bibbs for not only, <laughs> he actually was quality control on last week's episode because I uploaded the video, uh, the same audio from the previous episode. I appreciate that. Um, there's a lot of people in the Mavs Twitter community. We argue sometimes, we fight, but as we've done this journey, y'all have been really, really helpful. I appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback. Um, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be the last pod of the year. So I shout y'all mm-hmm. out. Um, I, you know, speaking for myself, it, this has been something I started as a hobby. The way the momentum is building, it might turn into something more. Um, and it's only because y'all listen, give us feedback, encourage us. And I appreciate that. So um, this is me thanking y'all for this year. This has been a crazy year, but it's been fun. And we're going to be back again next year, bringing it back. And I thank y'all. SJ, did you have anything you want to say? Nope. Just thank y'all for listening and continuing to listen. I appreciate it. All right. So that's it, guys. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good week. Hopefully these masks pop these boys tomorrow night and we get more Josh Green minutes. We holler at y'all. Peace.